Welcome to the Home Ice Advantage podcast. My name's Colin. His name is Wesley. We both like talking about hockey. You should follow us and, you know, share this with friends. Appreciate it. Let's talk hockey. <sighs> I mean, you go ahead just, and do your game two thing. Just real quickly, I'm going to say, I'm going to I'm going to get negative today, and it's not from like I I think it's totally possible we could win this series. We have done stuff like this before. Tampa literally did it against Florida. Like it's possible. But it's very hard for me to not think that was my last home game this season. Um, I, I mean, hopefully it's not. I would love for it not to be. I would love a game five. I would love a game seven. I would love a round three. But it's really hard not to see last night's game as the last game of the season. So, yeah, I might be a little negative in this podcast. And I, I don't necessarily mean to be. It's just where my heart is at the moment. I'm gonna I'm gonna fact check you too. Tampa definitely was up two zero. They took two at home against Florida as well. Um, Florida didn't do that. My bad. Never mind. Yeah. So. Um, you made it worse for me. It. You just made it worse for me. Yeah. You want to go ahead and do the, the game notes? Yeah. So. I'm gonna start in the fourth period, which I didn't think. Was terrible. It was definitely mixed. Um, I mean, we we finally started winning in the dot for the first time, like all playoffs, which was fun. Um, but overall, like the, the fourth period was just kind of mixed. It was as much good as we got out of it. They got out of it. So yeah, I, I have nothing left to say on the fourth period. It's a mixed period on a mixed game. So what were your thoughts on the first Ned goal? On the first what? The, the first goal that Ned let in. Um, well, first of all, that's second period. I guess what jumps in the second period. Seven or two in the second period. I mean, he, he just couldn't see it. I don't think, like, on the second goal, he bit too soon. But on that first goal, he just didn't see it. That's what happens yeah. when people play in front of the net. Yeah. It's... When there's so little action... You can tell, I think, through two games, it's really incredible how good the um, the Lightning are. But they definitely it went. I mean, it was also a trash goal, but it was a trash goal Ned couldn't see, so there you go. Yeah, I remember seeing it in the building and being upset that he let it in, and then I watched the goals again at home and was like, you know... That's just a fucking, what are you going to do, right? Um, yeah, I mean, so, he, that was an unassisted goal, too. Like, he literally picked up the loose puck, came from behind the net, and then got clear access to the front of the net with Ned being screened. Like, honestly, that's just a complete defensive breakdown. I don't blame Ned for that at all. There was a, I don't think it was tripping, but there is a, a borderline trip. On um, Otto? No, on Slavin. That caused oh. a lot of the mishaps there. Um, part of you can tell that the the Tampa roadmap here is to make this as low event as possible, and this is where we don't have a really elite finisher. Maybe maybe that's not true. Maybe the numbers show differently. But like Ajo, I feel good with the shot on Ajo's tape. And I think when he's I mean, running hot, I feel comfortable with Svetch. But as a team, we've and this isn't a bad thing, but we create a bajillion danger chances, right? Like high danger chances out the ass. And um you know, it so it doesn't matter if we're below average and burying them if we have so much more than everybody else. It's actually we it's incredible. We were talking about this at the beginning of the playoffs. You were like, What what, what do you think the our biggest weakness is right now? And I said we couldn't finish and then hey we just lost two games in a row, 2-1, in our own building. Guess why? Because we couldn't fucking finish. 
Yeah, and it's, it, you know, to be honest, covering the game isn't very interesting just because the games haven't been. They're obviously tight, which makes them interesting, but, um, I mean, Tampa is just sucking the life out of these games. Big things that come out of the game, because I don't really want to talk about the game because it was both boring and a loss. Um it's telling me you know how many notes I created on this game. I've been literally gutting myself. I rewatched every goal like five times. I have notes. We can go over the goals. That's fine I mean, by me. Okay. Well then the fourth one was uh Killorn, which was a trash goal. We already talked about it, seven or two in the second. What sucks about second. that too is that we'd really been beaten like I felt like Killorn was having a really bad game. He was so it was like you know, it was just brutal that he was not playing well. I didn't think he was playing well anyway. And then he gets the seeing eye goal. So that sucked. And then 8.06 in the third period, Anthony Sorelli, again, um, he actually beat Brady Shea. Like, Brady couldn't seem to get the puck to settle. And he that came up weird to it from Brady. And then backhanded yeah. it on Ned's blocker side because Ned bit too early again. And I'm not, like, Ned should start next game. But that yeah. one I blame Ned for because he bit entirely too early again. I I heard – I actually trust Trip Tracy a lot. I, I think he he's very honest about what should and should not have been let in. He basically called them both, you know, kind of blameless. But the one thing he did say is Ned could have played higher in the crease. And that might have that might I have been different there. I didn't watch any post game. I didn't listen to any post game. I haven't read any post game. Um, yeah, I've um, so everything. Everything's I, just me right now. I've been trying to avoid this game. Yeah, I watched the um, the the press conferences today because and then the last goal. Who did, was it? Svech? Who did they give the assist to? Was it Stall? No. Uh, yeah, Svech got the goal. And well, actually, when you look at it. Jordan gave Svech the best feed of the playoffs so far. Like, that was a very good pass by Jordan. And Svech just snuck it in uh, next to Vazzy's glove, which is, I mean, cool. Honestly, like that, if we were to come back from this, we would need Svechnikov to, like, be Svechnikov. So him getting that goal could be a very good thing. Um, Yeah. And that was really the game. I mean, there's not a lot of talk to talk about. I thought the PK was really good. Um, yeah, I think for a couple of soft penalties we got too. Um, it was the PK was very good. And I thought, you know, I think we're seeing our PP was always kind of overrated. Um, it's fine. Like I always consider us like a top ten power play and like a top five top three PK. Like I think our PK is ridiculous. Our PK will not only like shut you the fuck down, but there are a lot of shorthand goals too. Yeah, I I can make the debate we have the best PK in the league. I could not do that for our PP. Yeah. So um and then but the big thing coming out of this game, I think the biggest thing is and this is why I listen to the press conferences today at whatever time they did, I think noon, maybe earlier than that, they did, um, it was Ned, Ahu, and, and um, Rod. Rod said they're doing some scan now on Trocheck, but it doesn't look good. Yeesh. So he might be out. Yeah, literally, that was, that, that was very disheartening. Like, for us to already be losing the game, and then a friendly fire fall to the ice, Trocek immediately yeah. goes in the locker room. Like, literally gets up, does not care about the play. Skates over to the bench, immediately walks to the back. No delay. I hope it's not his legs, right? Because that's what... No, they said... Rob said something about it being his ankle. So, yeah. But I don't know how much you know about his time in Florida. But Oh, I mean, we got he... him because he broke both legs. Like... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and, and well, he he it took him a long time to bounce back as it does everybody. Like those, those, those are it's, it's it's almost like a Tommy John in baseball where like you come back but you're not back for a while. So um, that's brutal. N- Nino not traveling with the team as well. Um, 
what the big issue here, and I guess we can talk about this first. We suddenly went from being like really deep at center to, um, I guess Stephen Lorenz is your your third center, which I don't feel great about. I don't disagree. Um, I mean, I, I feel like we say it a lot. I know I say it a lot. You know who I would really like to get in the off season? Eric Stahl. That'd be amazing. Yeah. Eric Stahl, well, and you can just throw him on the third or fourth line, whatever you need. I'm fine with it all day long. We just need a little finish, you know. But I, and I think, too, I don't want this to sound defeatist when I say this, but I've seen a lot of, like, well, they should have done more at the deadline. They should have done more at the deadline. I don't think that that's necessarily true. Like, the injuries suck. You could have even expected the industry, or the industry, the injuries. But I don't know if this was the year to go all in on. Like, I think this is the first year where they went from being like the Corsi Canes to like in a legitimate elite product on the ice. Like, not just like, oh, they played really well. And, you know, the underlying stats say like, oh, the underlying stats said they were very good. And they were, they, it, the, the results were very good for the first time, right? I would actually 100% agree with this, but the, the thing that always got me was, okay, you're going to make a play at the deadline. What are you giving away? Like, what do you feel comfortable giving away knowing that we also have Seattle coming up? Like, wh- yeah. no. I'm completely fine with Dundee being like, yeah, we're just going to hold on to our chips. We'll see how this offseason goes. Yeah, I think we're really... Everything I've seen is that they're going to wait until after the draft to try to really sign Dougie, and they're going to protect Ned. I don't. I don't see Dougie staying. Um, I was I was a big proponent of Dougie. Uh, I was a big, of course, he's staying up until like two days ago. And I don't remember. I was reading someone's article, and it's just like I don't know why it dawned on me. It's like Dougie's not staying because there's no way we're going to give Dougie the money he wants nor should we give him the money he wants. And as much as I really like Dougie, he's not – like, he's no Pesci. He's no Slavin. At the end of the day, Dougie draws out of the lineup. We can still win a game. Slavin draws out of the lineup. We cannot win a game. Well, he's so, not been good in the playoff. That, that's that been kind of detrimental for he him. He didn't even really have a great season. And, I'll like, I'll give, like, he did just – Whoa, whoa, whoa. He definitely had a really good season. He's like no. fourth in scoring on the team or something like that. Pull up the team score. I, 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 my expectations were very high for Dougie, and then unfortunately he didn't meet them, which, again, as I was about to say, he, he did come well, back. Well, he's not from good a, enough a defensively. Injury. He's never going to be like Hedman or or Pete Carlson or anything like that. But, but he had a really he good year. He wants that type of money. Like that, I'm not – what – like, I'm completely fine paying Dougie what he's worth, maybe even just a little bit extra. I am not okay with giving him $8 million a year. Well, the good news is, is I think that's fast evaporating because he's not been very good in the playoffs. We're in a flat cap situation. Um, I don't Dougie, know. Ooh. Oh, this is playoffs, my bad. Well, Dougie Hampson's fifth in scoring in the playoffs, so that's cool, I guess. Ugh. Yeah, like he's he's had a ton of defensive lapses. Like I don't think he's. Been I great. actually, you know what? I will slightly change my opinion that he didn't have a great season because he definitely had forty-two points, ten goals. That's not terrible yeah, at all. Really plus good twenty. Yeah, um, really good season. Is that an eight million dollars season though? Like, if he really game. wants seven five, which is what I saw, it's just not going to happen. Like it's it's just not that. I'd pay him I don't, five. If this really? ends with him at, what's the Tory Krug deal? Tory Krug contract. I mean, I don't. They gave him seven at forty-five. So that's not bad at all. That's not bad at all. One, two, <sighs> okay. Three. I don't know. I'm just. I might be just being. Uh, so Tory Krug makes six, uh, six point five million a year. 
I, I mean, think Tory Krug. If, if we back. give him seven, seven five, he'd be what the second highest paid player on the team. I guess that's not including Fetch, who I'm sure will also get a healthy contract. But like, well, I don't think you really... can compare him. Hold on, let's look, let's look. This is actually something that I'm not super knowledgeable on. Let's look at defense contracts around the league. I, I'm also fully aware that, like, we have great deals on all of our um, defensemen. Like, I think Brady Shea might be our most paid defense. I'm going to look it up. I'm not going to say this. Yeah, okay. so here are, the, here are the top 11, top 10 deals, right? Eric Carlson makes seven and a half. At this point, you take Dougie over Carlson. Drew Doughty's eleven. Roman Yossi's nine. Drew Doughty gets eleven million dollars a season. Yeah, PK Subban makes nine. Oh, Angelo is eight point eight. Ekman Larson makes eight point two. Yeah, so I like to me seven and a half, which puts some. God, the Lightning only pay Victor Hedman seventy-eight or seven point eight mil. Oh boy. So here's my thing: is Aaron Ekblad makes seven point five? Our highest paid defenseman is Jacob Slavin, five point three. I don't know. I get again. I, I think I'm just so used to having these sweetheart deals on defensemen that I can't. I can't subjectively look at Dougie and be like, well, why would we pay him 7.5? Because, I mean, if he had a 42-point season, I see it. I get it. And he's not he's I not think like, we'd be I'm getting a little bit. I'm also not I don't know, man. people like, I don't think Dougie's a bad player. I like Dougie. I, see, I want him on the team. I just don't know if we're going to be willing to pay him the money he wants. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that, that's the problem. Like, that's what I see is I really don't see Dundon, let alone Waddell, because I honestly, I think Waddell is more cheap than Dundon is uh, when it comes to the player side. I think that's why they get along so well. It's because Waddell is actually cheap as well, but not, not as cheap as everyone likes to make him sound. But that's, that's not so, so a couple things that I'd like to bring up here with the Dougie deal and just Dougie in general. So I've heard... Dundon on multiple. I heard him on Two Man Advantage and somewhere else months ago. I don't remember um, where he was basically like, "Look, discussions have been tabled. Um, he's going to go see what's out there, and basically, we have the right of final refusal. So, um, if you know somebody, I remember hearing that, and that doesn't make me feel good. Like I, well, I like that we have it the, should the right because I don't refusal, think, but like if, I don't, if he goes, well, I don't know. It's it, it's it's so hard for me because like I know Dougie's history. Dougie was in Boston, and Boston hated Dougie because Boston fans are you know terrible. And then he was in Calgary, and Calgary fans hated Dougie because you're in Canada, and that is the lifeblood up there. Like I don't. He came here, and we accepted him. Like, even these garbage people now, like, well, Dougie's the worst. People used to go to Dougie's house and chant, Dougie, you suck. Like, that happened. We're not doing that. We all still like Dougie. It's just, I don't know. The only thing that I think could burn us in all this is if, I don't think this is going to happen, but what if the Senators get, like, they're like, you know what, we're in. We're going to the playoffs this year, and they could they could make a big offer for him. But... Um, I, mean, I like that no one has cap space. No one who's good enough to yeah. want to make a play has cap space. I, think I do we'll enjoy fine. that part. And if and I think I think at seven and a half, maybe you do pay Dougie eight. It just is what it is. We should not pay Dougie eight. I mean, you probably shouldn't. But what if you? I guess if he wanted eight, and he only wanted eight. That's not terrible. Oh. What if he wanted eight, but he would do it on a four or five year deal instead of a seven? I'd be open to that. I mean, that's him. Like what if, what if you wanted five ish outside of that contract? Let's see. 
how old is Dougie? What if he wants kind of the the Aho contract? Well, he's a little older than Aho. Never mind. He'll be thirty-one. Yeah, that's what to he'll say. Be, he'll be he'll next year will be his year twenty-eight season. Like but no yeah. offense to Dougie, I like Dougie, but he's not young. Well, I'm not we'll, looking to pay this we'll man be fine. eight million dollars for seven years. Yeah, well, well, I think we'll be fine on the Dougie thing. I'm not really worried about that. Okay. I am very worried. I think one thing I want to clear the air on is there is zero reason to start Morazic the rest of the series. Unless, again, there's some huge... Like on both those Ned goals, he's not really at fault. He only saw 14 shots. Um, so like I a, think he made a really actually, good save on Kucherov too. I broke. I, I saw a tweet last night that made me realize why. And I actually think I was guilty of this up until I saw the tweet and I finally realized how stupid I've been. Is with a normal coach, it, the idea is that you want to put like the fear of God in your players. Like, well, you just cost this rookie goalie his net because you guys are playing shitty, which will make your team play better. Like, that is honestly something coaches have done in the past. But the very important thing to remember there is Rod is not that coach. Rod would not do that. That's not how he does things. So, no, Ned will, Ned will keep his net until he lets seven goals in. Like, Ned orange his net, and Rod's going to let him keep it up until he proves he just can't handle it, which is not what's happened. Yeah, I agree. He's been fine. I mean, he hasn't really had – I saw a lot of, like, oh, I thought Stead was gonna be, Ned was going to be the first star after uh, Sunday's game. What happened? He saw 14 shots, 15 shots. How many shots did, did they, they actually get on net? It was stupid. Like, I think the final number was 18, but let me pull it. It was 15. Yeah, he saw 15 yeah. shots. There was no opportunity for him. I mean, I guess he could have thrown a shutout, but he didn't have a chance on either of those goals. So I would say he definitely you, had a chance in the second goal. I don't think you, he had a chance in the first one. I'll give him that one. But he definitely bit too soon on the goal, and Brady was right behind. Like, he had a chance to stop that, but... At the end of the day, the Brady it's thing not his fault that he let in one goal. Like he, he, yeah, he misplayed that, it. They both misplayed that, it, and it cost us. But that was just a bounce is. for them. When when you when you hear the players and Rod and everybody be like, you know, bounces, bounces, bounces. That's what they're talking about. Where it just gets caught up in somebody's blades, and you can turn that into a goal. Um, the what, what do you think upsetting. the Kings need to do to score? Like, I mean, that's the real issue here, right? Is that they've scored. I, I think we've actually been doing, in the Nashville series, it, it bothered me that we weren't setting up our shots, like we weren't looking for our shot. Um, and I think we're doing that more than we, we were. We're still not doing as much as I would like us to. Like we are just doing, oh, I can see the net take a shot, which, no, like at least try to set up for it. I, I think that's actually what Tampa does very well, is that they will hold on to that puck and look for those shots and look for the opportunity, which is why they won a game with 15 shots on goal. They look for those shots, and we don't do that enough. We're still stuck in the, uh, well, who knows? It might go in. Let's get a garbage goal. Well, we, well we I mean, yeah, a garbage goal is nice, but that's what you're aiming for. But, I mean, Cologne scored on one. Like, I don't know. Like, to me, to me, when it comes to the goal. I mean, it wasn't, that wasn't a garbage shot. Like, that's exactly what Cologne should have done. Um, just Ned couldn't see him. Ned couldn't see him. Like, if he couldn't see Ned's eyes, I would have taken that shot. I, I am a terrible hockey player. I would have taken that shot because the goalie couldn't have seen it. Yeah, I mean, the Canes are always going to shoot a lot, so you're just going to have to get over that. Um, I just, I'm me, fine with us shooting a lot. I just want us to look for better shots. I don't think the better shots – I actually think they need to change very little. I um, think we're also being too cute. I think we're like – there was a bunch of like Lorenz and Fergals kind of like dangle, dangle through the neutral zone. And hey, I like both of you, uh, but you're definitely not our star players. And this is the Tampa Bay Lightning. They're the defending Stanley Cup champions. They're not going to let you dangle through the fucking neutral zone. What are you doing? 
Yeah, we've definitely – a lot of turnovers is a problem. That's something I'd like to see corrected. To me, honestly, man, there's very – there needs to be more dump and chase, I think. Um, I actually – are. I actually wanted to disagree with you on that, which is funny because I normally don't like dump and chase, but we are big enough and fast enough that it works for us right now. Yeah, well, like, let, let's – to to me – so one of the things that makes Tampa so daunting, other than they have the best goal in the world, is uh, they're you know they're basically us. So they're deep. They roll these lines. It's it's forecheck all the time. Great defense. Um, but they've got a lot of miles on those tires. It's an older team. You we really and Trocheck had the opportunity. There was this one board battle where Trocheck. I, I mean, he was going. Headman's hurt. And taking advantage of that is huge because they are not like the fastest defensive core. So I would I would dump and chase more for sure. I would try. Um, that to me means I, I think this was going to happen anyway. But geeky, pretty good from behind the net. Maybe maybe actually, I've I thought Martinuk's been fine on the second line, but maybe maybe a geeky that and give him. You know, he's had a couple slick passes back there this year. I also wouldn't mind seeing the SAT line, like, back, like, really back, not just, like, they walk one to two shifts a game, which has actually happened. The past two games, they've had, like, a shift together. But, like, I think I think it was a nice shot with uh, McGinn on the first line. But, hey, um, this is the lightning, guys. Can we, you know, please play well, please? You know, Please? I kind of disagree with you on that. I've been fine with. Um, I mean, they've just I mean, shut, that, that Kucherov line. Do they have a point? I don't know if Tom ahead. Give me a second. Look, I feel like <sighs> now you you want you obviously want your your um your your first line to score a ton of goals would be awesome or whatever. But if you had told me that the the who's on that line, Palat, Point, Kucherov, would have at most a goal, I would have felt really good about that. I mean, I these have also been low-scoring games. Like, that's, well, that's what I'm saying. That's hell. why I don't think, like, and obviously you want more out of that line offensively, but if you're if you're gonna to me it kind of circles back to the the finishing because our depth scoring um, that's where there's a real fall off I think on the the finishing ability is once we get in, into our into our depth so for instance like Kalorn scored that goal that's their second line right yeah so I just I I. I... I don't think there's a lot oh, again, you change. You could have you could have won that game three one, very I, yeah, easily. I, Dougie so posted. I, I, like I'm not saying this is the end of the series. Um, it, like it, it felt like that when I was leaving the building last night. Um, 100 percent felt like it was the last home game of the season. But it doesn't mean it will be. Um, I have confidence. Like don't like we are a resilient team. We come from behind. I prefer that we didn't always do that. But at the end of the day, we have a history of doing it. So, like, we could still win this series. We could still come back. We could go to Tampa and be like, oh, yeah, we'll get it hockey. We forgot um, that our fans wear jerseys because you guys are terrible. But that's not my point. I actually – are you ready for a hot take? I'm always ready for a hot take. I'm so fucking tired of hearing about, like, well, you know, we've done it before. These guys have done it before. Like, if I have to hear – one more, like, well, you know what they did in the year they won the cup. Like, I don't give a fuck. These guys just did, like, they – and it was it was kind of different, but they were just down yeah. 0-2. So, like, when I say I'm that, I don't that mean – I don't mean, like, hey, back in 2018, back in 2006. I mean, like, this team this year has been resilient. Like, they have been. Like, how many games do you know of off the top of your head where we – I literally cannot track, mainly because it's happened too many times. But – there have been numerous occasions where we were down for the count 
And they were like, oh, wait a minute. Well, he would have won hockey games. And then we did that. So I'm like, I honestly think we can do it. And I don't care about 06. I don't care about 2018. I don't care about 2002. Like, I just do not care. This team is good enough to do it. Like, we you know, are has our D1 pairing is the best D1 pairing in the in the league. Yeah, because they fucking are. Like, it's ah. Uh, we are we are actually a very good team, and at the end of the day, if we lose to Tampa, I'm gonna be mighty disappointed. Like, actually, factually disappointed. But at the same point, it is Tampa who are also very good at hockey. Like, I don't know. I've seen a lot of. A lot of, well, you know, good old Canes throwing away a season again. That's not what this is, like, at all. We're not throwing anything away. They were a very good hockey team and yeah. were a very good hockey team, and we've lost two close games. Like, I wouldn't change honestly much. a chance for us to tie up and take it to OT last night. That was real. Like, real not yeah. being blown out of the water. This is a lot closer than people giving it credit. Well, I mean, first off, I think – like ultimately, two man, like it doesn't matter how close it was. They're down o two. So in terms of your outlook, maybe you can feel rosier about that because of that. You would have felt worse if they lost six two both games. But also at some point, you just gotta let people like like get on Twitter or Facebook or in person the water cooler, whatever you want the hell you want to call it. Just like let them vent, you know. Like, I mean, I don't I'm think fine. It's that. So this is what I was gonna say earlier is like last night was the first time I'd ever felt Steve Dangle's real pain because I only discovered Steve Dangle like three four years ago at most so I never had a team with very high expectations like in 2018 our expectations were not very high um we should have lost to Washington but we didn't because we're champs and then in 2019, my expectations weren't really high, but that was mainly because we had gone like six months without playing hockey, so I didn't know what we were going to be. Um, yeah, that but then, here. yeah, I mean, first of all, we, we swept. What do you mean? Anyways, um, so, like, there was no real expectation either of those years, so when we eventually did get eliminated, it was like, well, Dawn, we'll get him next time. This year, we have honest-to-God expectations. Like, if we won the cup this year, there wouldn't be any of that, oh, my God, well, could you believe what Carolina did? It was like, yeah, Carolina won the cup on the next season. And it's just, I don't know, I've never, I've never actually had the opportunity, as long as I've been a fan, for us to have expectations and then to see us lose, um, which is just hard and interesting. Uh, and I guess something I'm going to have to get used to. Yeah, you're you're fighting like ghosts, man. It's crazy talking to you right now. You're like arguing things. Like you you are off the reservation on some of this. I don't think they need I, to change I, a lot. First of all, off the reservation, how dare you? I just I don't know, man. They need to score more. The Trocheck thing yeah. hurts. The Trocheck thing very much hurts. Um, do you? Is there any thought? to maybe having Martinuk be your third center, which I know he doesn't like to do. And I, I think he's been okay. He's been fine on the on the second line. I mean, but do you do you maybe because you're going to move Stahl up, right? Do you maybe move Martinuk down, move Andre up, move McGinn to the third line, and then put Geeky? I think we don't have like more in the cast to center. Um, I don't like, like it. He, I don't. I, you could let Paquette center too. Like that's an option. I'm kind of galaxy braining it. I BH. would have more faith in Martinuk than Paquette. If I'm gonna be a hundred percent on that, and there's no real like I don't have stats or facts to back that up. I just have more faith in Martinuk in general. Our left wing is so not it, very good. Like it's like fine. Like they're good players. Andre's a good player, but our left wing is actually. Yeah, I mean, oh. yeah, I don't have anything. Yes, agreed. So what do you, what are your, what are your predictions? What do you think is going to happen? We're going to win it in six. 
I think I think no matter what happens, whether we lose or win, the series is going to six games, at least. Um, but heart of hearts, what I want to happen, Carolina in seven. You you yeah. absolutely, positively, absolutely have to win game three. It yep. would be nice if you won game four, but you probably won't, and it's not a big deal if you don't. If you can win one of those, then you get game five here at home, which will be You exciting. have to win game three, because if you win game four, you know how impossible it's going to be to win four elimination games? I mean, they're all. Uh, I, I think there's like some like th- that's another like. They're they're all big games. Like we've got to stop with this this narrative of like. They're all elimination games. The hype around them is special. That's what from from our perspective as fans that feels different. But to these guys, like, like they're all elimination games. They know that. I don't think that's a thing. You got if you can win one game in Tampa, then you come home, and you know that's if you if you can win one in Tampa and then you win Game Five, then you're going to Game Six, and suddenly there's a ton of pressure on on Tampa to end this because you do not want to come home Game Seven, right? So no, that to me is the roadmap: is you absolutely want Game Three. Although I game would four. love Game 7 in Carolina if we blew them out. Oh, my God. Oh, it would be the best day of my life. We scored zero five-on-five goals in two games. Let's let's calm down. I'm just saying, I'm, am I wishing here or am I doing predictions? Because I said that would be my dream. The only other thing is... um. The and I've seen this like kind of crop up a lot. That's why I'm bringing it up. The the like bench Ned people. It's important as for us as like fans to not reward the media for um for shit like that because that's how you end up in a terrible market. Like there's no reason to do that. To give you an idea of what the end result could be, I saw a, a Toronto Sun, maybe it wasn't the Sun, but I saw a headline that Jim Rutherford was going to come be the GM for the Leafs. And I literally watched <laughs> I watched the Toronto media in the end-of-season interview ask Austin Matthews, hey, the top 17 non-goalie players are out of the playoffs. What do you think that means? If you don't, start pushing back on the media over things like trying to drum up fake goalie controversy, you're going to end up in a world where, uh, you know, the <laughs> the news observer is going to run these out right. Like, I, I was, when they were, like, literally dead-ass, it might have been with TSN, but I don't, I don't remember who it was, but they were like... I would lose like, so much respect for TSN. That's what I said. Jimmy Rutherford was going to take over. No, 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 no. That was definitely a paper. But TSN had a reporter, maybe it wasn't them, but for sure a Toronto – I'm going to post the clip on the Twitter after this. For sure a Toronto Toronto media member was like, hey, Austin, uh, so the top 17 uh, players in terms of uh, AAV – uh, who are non-goalies or out of the playoffs? What do you think that says about team building and and you know needing that extra money to kind of be to have real well, depth? And, and I thought you meant by like points or something. They brought up AAV. That's yeah, fuck. yeah. I was like, fuck. That's what happened, and th- that's what happened. Like, it's, I watch a lot of baseball. I'm all, I'm very you know into the New York media. I read a lot. Like, that's what happens is is they just ask this outrageous question. So. You still have a chance if you're the Canes. I think it's very easy now to, well, why didn't they go and trade all these pieces? Because I don't think we're there yet in the window. Um, This team is obviously very good, but it's not, like, we're still in the window, you know? Next year and the year after that, 
the last two years of this Ajo deal, it's time to get serious. Yeah, I no, I mean, think I we're at the beginning of our window, really. And it's not going to be a super big window. I'll, I'll agree with that one, but we yeah. still got time. Yeah, you've got to. Um, I would for sure. This year, it just kind of is what it is. Um, so, if you want to go around the league, I don't really have anything else yep. to say. Have to win on. So, Thursday, Montreal and Winnipeg. We finally get to uh, talk about round two. Um, Connor Hellebuck all day. I want the Cinderella story, so I'm going to say Montreal in five. Yeah, I'm going to go Jets in six. Okay. Um, they should play tonight for the first time at 7.30. So, Colorado leads the series 1-0, Vegas, Colorado, tonight at 10. This is part, another thing that's kind of shaped my expectations. You want to, You obviously want to win, right, as a fan – you could talk yourself into this, that, and the third. I don't – we don't have the finish, I think, to go the distance. And I think we really don't have a true 1C. And I don't think there's anything on the planet Earth we have to say to the apps, period. Um, so – I I mean I would have picked them. I have a boyhood fondness for the the Avalanche, Avs in five. I would have picked this before seeing that game. Um, you're free to believe or not believe, but they are much better than everybody else in the league. And eventually they're going to have to pay McKinnon. They're going to lose some of that depth. I think McKinnon's a RFA or a UFA sometime in the the next year or two. So you're going to have to pay those guys. There's nobody on the planet right now who's going to touch the Avalanche. McKinnon's an RFA next year. Okay. Um, okay That's the guy somebody will offer sheet to, guaranteed. Colorado in six. Um, okay. But Boston, uh, Isles, tied series at one. I think I might have already called this one, but I like the Isle in seven. Yeah. I like the Isle late. Boston. Uh, and then we already talked about um, Carolina-Tampa, so no reason to go over that one again. Game three is a very big deal. Yeah, super agree on that one. Um, so the last thing I want to talk about from around the league is the finalists came out for the Vesna Trophy and the Ted Litton. Wow, anyway. Lindsay. Ted Lindsay Trophy. I know how to say the names, you know. Speech impediment sometimes. So, uh, do you know any of the names yet? Yeah, so I think Flurry might win the Vesna. I don't know if okay. he should. I definitely I'm a little bit afraid don't that think he should. I don't think he should. But this is his last shot to win it. And this will be a nice oh. little piece oh, of hardware. Think about that. Yeah. Yeah, I think that'll be. So if you had to uh, – Vassy is obviously I, – I think he's so much yeah. – uh, maybe the numbers don't bear this out, but no, I actually the think numbers he's do. so much better than everybody else in the league. But it's kind of like in the NBA where um, like LeBron James was the best player in the league for 15 years and won three or four. Michael Jordan has five MVP trophies, I think. Eventually, it becomes about these narratives, you know, where people are like, oh, well, you know, Flurry ha- had a really good year. He was very resurgent. He's been a good goalie. He, he means a lot to that market. Um, I mean, so, you know, like, Flurry has the highest save percentage out of the three. Um, but, like, literally, Vaz is at 925. Uh, Andre is at 928. And... Uh, I don't group. think anybody comes near him, and when it comes to expected goals and stuff, too, like he's so much better than everybody else. So I think Floyd will win, but if it was like a purely objective situation, obviously it's bad. Oh Do you know Vazzy has four assists this season? Yeah, he's incredible. Anyways, 
Yeah, so I I definitely was going to say Bazzi should get it. He has a secretly good stick. He just doesn't come out as much as Ned does. I mean, oh, my God. By the way, Ned was – there was like three times Ned got tied up behind the net playing the puck last night. You know what he does that I've never seen before? He stays with it. Yeah, when he fucks up behind the net on a pass, he's there battling. Yeah, he's more like, sure it doesn't... Fuck it. I guess I'm just a forward now. Let's go. Like, well, well, it's really uh, kind of interesting, to be honest with it you. It is fascinating um, to watch. I'm not even scared anymore. I was scared because he had done it once in the regular season, too, and I got real scared. But now when I watch it, I'm just like, what is happening? This is This is the most interesting of hockey. Um, but did, have you seen the Ted Lindsay finalist yet? Yeah, I mean those are pretty chalk, I'd say. Yeah, it's it's Matthews, Crosby, and uh, McDavid, and McDavid's gonna get it a hundred percent. I don't know. He will probably win it, but there's still a lot of respect in the NHL for for Crosby. By I hundred percent agree with that, but like. Crosby I bet you Crosby points. gets Matthews had like 65 percent of the David had 105. Like, yeah, but you know, there's a lot of intangibles with Crosby. People like face-off circle. He didn't get to play in the North. I guess I guess that's a very good point. Um, but I I still think Look, I don't, I don't the, the note Connor McDavid is the, yeah, the narrative is definitely there to give it to McDavid this year. I mean, how many articles or podcasts or he doesn't need a narrative. He's hands down the best player in the league. Well, it helps that all the other best players in the league are, are over thirty at this point. So, well, you know, Colin, it's interesting that uh, the top seventeen players in AAV. Uh, what's funny about that? I think Pierre LeBron is the one who originally wrote the article. But he was talking about how, because um, this year, once, because we've basically known what the playoff seedings were for a while, or we're going to be, right? So he wrote an yeah, article. Excluding like one or two teams. He wrote an article that because the the Oilers, the Leafs, or Montreal were, you know, those were three of the four, and one of them had to make it out of the first round, this would be. Because um, Terry Price makes ten five, I think this would be the first year that a team within an AAV with a player who makes more than ten million would make it out. And um, you know, he was talking about like how interesting that is and how GMs will like to pull that up. But then he brought up the year that Co- Cosby, woof, the year that Crosby won his cup. Oh my God. I think he was only making 8.9. I'm so sorry. I need you to apologize to Sid right now. You did not sorry, just Sid. call him Cosby. He'll dig, he'll dig in and figure it out. But uh, he, um, his cap hit from a percentage basis, like you know, in terms of the total cap, was basically the same as McDavid's. I think I think it might have been exactly the same. So it's a little bit overstated. You know, what's the difference between like Kucherov makes 9.5, league minimum seven. So from I mean, a roster standpoint, you know. What bothers me is that most of these superstars, like McDavid's on a team deal. So is Sid. So is Ovechkin. Like these people took team deals so that they could get good people put around them. So I don't care about the money because realistically, they were making less than market value. So shut up. Like these are generational players. I don't give a fuck how much they get paid. I mean, it is interesting from a team. Per- a asking the players is outrageous. Yeah, that's, really that's what upsets me. Outrageous. I, like, I think it's completely fine. Like the athletic loves diving into numbers like that, and it's fascinating. I'm not going to say it's not, but to go to a player who was just eliminated from the playoffs, hey, what do you think about you making too much money not to be in the playoffs? Go suck a dick. Like what? Yeah, there is something to be said. You can't. I don't think the I don't know if the 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 Drysidle McDavid's um, like teams or the 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 Marner's Matthews stuff. 
I don't know if that works. Because you are short on depth. And you it you can really shut down these lines unless you super it'll it'll be interesting I, I, after the 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 Toronto game 7 there's a lot of like you know what do you do if you're the Leafs and I, I don't think you do anything I think that team's really good and you just you know this is another look look at Pierre LeBron just showing up all over this podcast but um there's a um he was talked about how you just player after player, these studs, the generational guys, the like special, special players, that it basically takes these guys forever before they get there. And then when they get there, it's so dominant, it's it's unbelievable. And um and, and basically he blamed he didn't blame, but he was like because of Taves and because of Crosby, we expect these guys to get there faster when there really is not a historical precedent for that. And um so I I don't think they're gonna do anything in Toronto. I think they're gonna run it back. And that that's what the numbers people say to do too, is that um just run it back. You're gonna have you know, when you when you do what they do when it's four guys in depth and you're getting you're getting uh, like uh, Joe Thor it doesn't matter. Like they went out and they got you know, their depth for what they wanted to roll and it didn't hit. And, um, you know, the numbers guys say run it again, so they're going to run it again. But I I don't know. I, I do think you need depth. Okay. Well, and some of it's, some I don't, of it's cheating because you can cheat in the playoffs more. So when I say let the ball oh, you play, can totally specifically cheat. saying that we can cheat to shut you down. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I have nothing left. Um, I'm assuming you don't. Yeah, I'm good. Okay, so the last non-hockey thing really quick is Coach K announced today that next season will be his last season. Yeah, all those guys. College basketball is so dead. Like, it, it's it's yeah. really ailing. And all these guys who've been in it forever know it, and they're they're just getting out. Okay, well... That was the podcast. Thank you for listening. Make sure you subscribe. Share with your friends. Appreciate it. Have a good day. Seven. That part. Bye.